Hello everyone, welcome to Got to Start Somewhere, the podcast where I, Maddie Holmes, have open and honest conversations each week, exploring what it really means to start something new for the first time. Okay, hello everybody, uh, welcome to Got to Start Somewhere series two. It's been a while, I've been gone, uh, I've been off the grid for a bit, um, but we're back now with series two and I hope you enjoy the series that I've got planned just as much as I've enjoyed planning it, making it, doing all of it. Um, before I forget, please do not forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's very important because it means that people get to find out about it and listen and tell all your friends and family and whoever you think would be interested um, if you're enjoying it just as much as everybody else. <laughs> um, so today I'm with the lovely Susie Bramwell. Hello. Susie's been on my podcast so many times <laughs> I've now. I've twice. But that was the old one that we didn't oh, talk one. about. That was the troll one. Okay. <laughs> um, so you're a bit of a pro now. Oh, my chair is very squeaky. Um, yeah, you're a bit of a pro, a pro now mm-hmm. at being a guest. Um, I just so, like chatting to you. Yeah, so this is the first episode of Series 2. Um, first of all, how's your day been? My day's been good. I went to a networking event. At yeah, the how was Phoenix. it? It was really, really informative. If you're in the Exeter mm. area, look at the Phoenix What's what did on you page. Learn? Um, <laughs> I got some tips from some like creative industry professionals. Oh, really um, some contacts as well, which yeah. is always good. We love a bit of networking. The, yeah, we love a bit of networking. Um, yeah, and this really interesting contact who will hopefully come in for Drama Society. Oh. So Susie, if you don't know, is uh, president of Drama Society. Uh, it's yes. quite an important role. I, th- <laughs> I think it's the best role. Yeah, I have. A great it seems time. like you've been really enjoying it so far. Yeah, I really, really love it. Um, I think that Drama Society has the potential to be a really great society. Mm. I you've really made honestly, you've do. made it. I mean, I don't know who did yeah. it last year. I'm so clueless, but <laughs> it, like so far this year, you've been doing so many great yeah. things with it. And the committee is just great, and you meet yeah. loads of people, and yeah. it's just nice. I, yeah, I we love, love it. it. We love it. Um, so this episode is all about starting a new decade. It's 2020. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, no, it's literally February tomorrow. Uh, this is what's happening. It's because January doesn't count. Um, I feel like it's. It's ages. This month has gone so quickly, mm-hmm. but also horribly slow. Horribly slowly, like it's mm. such a weird one. Um, but it is a new year, and so yes, this episode is all about starting a new decade, starting a new year, renewing the calendar. The twenties. Yeah, the twenties, going into a new decade. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels yeah way too late to be saying that now, but we're gonna still go there anyway. Mm-hmm. What did you do on New Year's Eve? Oh my god, this is really embarrassing. I literally <laughs> <laughs> spill the tea. <laughs> I literally went to my boyfriend's house and we yeah. watched Jules Holland and had a bottle of champagne and played Scrabble oh, and really his nice. cats are on my lap. Can you play Scrabble with two people? Yes, you can definitely okay. play Scrabble. And okay. he will always win and I'm really bad at losing. <laughs> yes. So You're the one that kicks up the board and is like, I've had a fucking laugh of this. <laughs> she did that, can confirm. <laughs> she had a shit fit. <laughs> yeah, I had oh a brat attack and then I went to bed at one one in the morning. Yeah. My well, parents were up till five. Yeah, that's a bit mad. Yeah, I was like, Mum and Dad, you I are had a very chill New Year's Eve. I always feel like people put a lot of pressure on New Year's Eve, um for it to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. And actually just having a really chill one and actually not being hung over the next yeah. day was so nice. New Year's Day is a really nice day, I think, mm, to just lovely. get out. I like to go on a walk. Yeah. I did a bike ride this lovely. year. I did a fuck like ton of shopping. <laughs> oh, classic. <laughs> classic Ruddy Homes. But it was really nice. In the sales. Yeah. Mm. Hit those sales hard. Always. Always. Um, so, but also there's that pressure um, on making resolutions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, I found out a statistic that 80% of people fail to keep their resolutions within the first three months I of the new year. That. And... 
a lot of things I've been seeing, especially on like social media recently, is it's not about setting resolutions, but goals for you to kind of achieve throughout the whole year, rather than being like, I've got to drink 10,000 litres of water every day, otherwise, yeah. and then you, you, give, you easily kind of give these things up without really realising. And it's a lot better to just set yourself goals throughout the whole year to have achieved by this time next year, rather than, I'm going to diet loads. And, and also, yeah, um, the three main topics of New Year's resolutions are to be healthier, to lose weight, or to keep get fitter. Yeah. And it's always it's always circulates around body image. And actually, it's quite negative to be like, right, I'm fat from Christmas, I need to go and lose loads of weight. Um, A lot of people say that, though, because oh. like they feel like Christmas makes them yeah. gain weight. Yeah. But I feel like goals is such a good idea. Yeah. Um, except a, for I me, I'd have to have like checking goals. Otherwise, mm. it would get to like mm. December, and I'd be like, "Haven't done any of yeah, my goals." Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, yeah, that's an interesting way to think about it, and that's also interesting that you said that health and like fitness mm. and stuff is the t- like top on survey thing. national surveys. And I, stuff, my, yeah. I had I always make New Year's resolutions, and I'm really wet, mm. and I write a letter <laughs> to myself. Do you? Yeah. Every year. Every year, I write a letter that's to myself. So nice. Um, and one of my resolutions was go to the gym more and I've not been to the gym yeah. once. So it's this thing of setting yourself a yeah. thing about I must gym and then you yeah, don't gym and, and then don't you do feel it. shit. And I've written it in my diary like like on the days morning mm. gym, afternoon mm. gym. I have not been once. Mm. So Do you so do you still have all these letters? You've kept them all? Um yeah, I, I do have all of them. They're in my box wow. at home. That's um, so nice. Yeah, it's nice to look back at like ones from yeah. two thousand fifteen, <laughs> which like, they, I will provide for my GCSEs. Which I then did yeah did didn't didn't who knows who knows um so yes so by thinking about the decade as a whole Mm -hmm. quite scary but um, oh my god terrifying yeah there's 10 years in this decade to come what are three things in the next 10 years that you would like to achieve oh my gosh okay like three main three main things things. by the time you hit 30 Oh my god, 30s and 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that still feels so far away, if I'm honest. Like, I'm still just like. I mean, 10 feels like yesterday, so I don't know what 30s going to feel like. I can't remember me at 10, really. I remember I was a little annoying. <laughs> I'm a pest. <laughs> I was such a pest. Um, okay, first one, let's go for personal. I would like to have hair that I really, really like. <laughs> As a really vain one. I would like to have hair not always be feeling like. Oh, I wish I'd kept it with the blonde bits in it. I wish okay. I'd... So I've recently just cut my hair short um, and gone back mm. to my natural hair colour, which I thought I'd really love, and I do, but I always want to change it. So you want to... I just want to find... Experiment I just want to find a style that I really like mm. and I enjoy, so mm. I'm not always feeling like I want to change. Okay. Um, secondly, I would love to feel professionally accomplished, mm-hmm. perhaps have a theatre company or a job as a producer would be really cool or maybe like a venue producer um, so you definitely want to go into something to do with the theatre yes industry. I definitely want to do something in the theatre industry and by 30 I'd definitely like to have established myself and yeah. I feel like I'm being successful yeah. I don't know where that will be yet but to feel like yeah I've achieved something by that point cool and thirdly um oh my gosh um I would like to feel like I've done all of the things that people are supposed to do in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe that's like a bad way to think about mm. things, but like have gone traveling, like, because yeah. I didn't do a gap year. Yeah. I feel like I missed out on that. Um, and just really live life to the max yeah. as 
helpful as I can. Lovely. Go to Kukukuchu. Yeah, go to Kukukuchu. I, oh, yeah. I need I need to be a rat. I just don't yeah, know what's happened. Do. Don't know what's happened. Don't know why there's been a glitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I watched a video recently, um, and a hundred people were asked their predictions for 2020, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting. The three the three main ones or like most interesting ones. It's it was all American people, mm-hmm. so I feel like this might have had a an impact on their answers, but the three most popular answers were um, the American re-election and like oh how God. that's going to go, uh, Disney buying Netflix, which is quite an interesting one, and a nuclear crisis occurring. So I thought that was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go through one by one about some topics for mm-hmm. this that are going to come up this year in well, the news and In whatever. like three hours or something, we leave the we EU. Leave the EU. <laughs> We sailed that boat I thought away. it was 11 a.m., but it's actually 11, 11 p.m. Shit. Yeah, that is scary. Yeah. I remember when, when the results of Brexit came out, and I genuinely thought that it was the end of the world. Same. Like, it was so weird. Yeah. I was sitting... I remember it so clearly. I was going... <laughs> so weird how you remember <laughs> these things. But I was going to the Warwick Open Day. Yes. Warwick Uni Open Day with my dad and my best friend from school. And we were a bit early, and we got off the train at Warwick, and we went into, like um, like, a chip shop a tea shop mm-hmm. and we just sat there and the radio was playing and everyone was just sitting in silence and like staring at the floor and I was like god this is really sinister yeah. what's going on that's a really really like sinister I, I think I, I was just at school and I was like oh my god guys this is the worst thing ever I hate everyone <laughs> you were just going around like it's the end of the fucking world yeah. <laughs> I was like screaming it's <laughs> um, so one of the main things that we have to address that is probably going to change quite a lot uh, this decade and year is uh, climate change. Yes. Predictions for climate change. Um, are you positive that the world can be saved? <laughs> I mean, if I, I've had, I think about this a lot, um, mm. and I, I like to keep positive. Otherwise, yeah. it makes me feel like really actually anxious, mm. um, because I feel like the capacity for us, to, like we can have the paper straws and we can try and reduce our single use plastic personally mm. but I don't think that that personal use is ever going to get us to a point of mm, that needs to be yeah. sorted so that's kind of worrying because at the moment I don't see a lot of the larger companies taking mm. accountability um, that is one of the main factors is yeah. companies reducing their usage yeah companies reducing their usage reducing their uh, waste mm-hmm. not putting their waste in the sea yeah um, not producing the plastic, mm. put funding. It's green the large institutions because, as much as I like to think, um, yeah, I've written down here like for the first time in my life this year, like 2019, I've actually like acknowledged that how much I'm doing my bit to like yeah. reduce my own personal usage. Like I'm using a reusable coffee cup all the time, mm-hmm. recycling. Like I'm pretty much veggie, 100% veggie at uni. Like just doing all those little things yeah. for me which are now a complete, um, you know, day-to-day of my yeah. life. Like, I wouldn't even consider doing that any other way. But it's the bigger companies that need to sort it out. My mum mm-hmm. works at a school, and they get through 2,000 plastic water bottles a week. What? <laughs> and a week? At, yeah, and last year they um, had a, suddenly had a no-plastic water bottle policy, and they've, like, completely cut that out. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. So really even, good? like, that's an institution on a smaller level, but mm. that's a really yeah. good positive yeah. change. Yeah. So that was another one of my resolutions, too, like, be more veggie. And be like, an eco-friendly warrior. Be an eco-friendly <laughs> personal warrior. But um, I hope that governments and organisations on a large scale actually attempts to tackle this incredibly important yeah. issue that could ruin all of our lives forever. Yeah, definitely. And the planet and all the poor animals, ecosystems, <laughs> biodiversity yeah. as well exactly. as our lives. Exactly. Well. Um, what do you think will be the most unexpected thing to happen to society in the next decade? 
Like, what do you think is something, just think of something random and just be like, no one's going to predict this. Like, if you think about in 2010, nobody probably predicted iPhone and, like, technology was going to have come this far. Or Kanye. Or Kanye. I mean, (laughs) I reckon there will be a massive like digital personality that will be like take over our lives and we'll all be super mm. super obsessed with it maybe it'll be like the new instagram because i've mm. loads of us are obsessed with instagram yeah i think we'll all be really obsessed with it and it'll it be a new app be, yeah you think like a new could, social media yeah like will a come new about. a new social media will come about oh, and it'll be like maybe like a new color will be invented oh. or maybe we'll all be able to be completely like vegan because yeah. they'll invent like a meat yeah. that tastes like yeah. real meat and annoy people will be like yeah yeah or I have so, so many, many things, things that could happen. Um, <laughs> or who knows, maybe there will literally be a nuclear crisis mm. and we will all start living like cavemen again. Mm. The future and its possibilities. so unpredictable. Um, what are your predictions for the relations with the royal family? Because this is a hot topic ATM. Um, I've had insider goss from a person within the royal family, which I am related, to, well, not related to, linked to. Can't say Please names. say. No, I can't. But um, I just think it's a very interesting situation. I have very strong feelings, I have to say. P- express them, um, I <coughs> personally um, think that the Queen should have excommunicated Harry and Meghan because I feel like the royal family <laughs> is a career. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's not a career, but it's like it's a job you do. It's not mm. just something, yeah. oh, we're going to be Sussex royal, but mm. we're not going to do any of the mm. work the royal family mm. do. Like, we don't want to stand in a mining community yeah. and open their town hall. Yeah. Meghan clearly likes the uh, fame, and she does do her social work, and that's mm. really good, but that's the royal family does a very different kind mm. of social work. And I personally do like them and think they're important, which is at contrast with my other maybe political views, mm. but I... I think I think the royal family are a huge part of like British identity. I feel and like British they are culture. as well. And everyone loves them. They bring yeah. in so much money yeah, exactly. to the tourist industry. They also take a lot of money. They take a lot of <laughs> money, their, but they like Buckingham Palace reparations and stuff. I feel like they also give so much attention to causes and things that you mm. would never see mm. like without them. Like the publicity they give to it is yeah. such a massive part of it as well. Mm. Um, You're right. What you say as well about it being it's not really. A, a decision you're like born into that family you're born into that family and, you have and a then duty. Meghan married into Harry's family and mm. they have a family together and I understand mm. that the media scrutiny is awful and you mm. might want to carve out your own but life but that's she made not that decision what and you that's something that I felt for. really strongly about like you by marrying into the royal family you signed family. a contract almost this metaphorical you do contract, sign a contract of, when you marry someone yeah. and I think that they should have not been allowed to keep the so their website now is called Sussex Royal mm. I don't think they should what be allowed to before? keep that Sussex Royal oh I see it's the exact same oh I see um and I don't think they should be allowed to keep mm. that or mm. anything. If I think they don't just do the work. Bit, it was a bit snaky. I think it's huge snaky to poor they, Queenie. Because Queenie they didn't consult her before. And so, so she would like a rude. mark. And bless her, she's a poor old woman. She's I not going to be around very long, no. <laughs> any longer. And it's that thing of putting, yeah, it's like public embarrassment, basically. Yeah. But I think um, as a whole, mm-hmm. it's also that thing of, culture difference yes like I was saying to friends recently I've met obviously a lot of Americans I've Mm. been to America a few times and it's just a different world like it's so Uh different in terms of culture and values and oh my god all that kind of thing I have like family who are American yeah um, and I love them and they're great people obviously Uh, they married into my family Mm -hmm. so they've married into a British family okay um and yeah they're completely different in culture it's all a lot more free work and Mm. self not like self-gain in a selfish mm. way, but very much, 
I, the cultural difference, I think, is yeah. huge. And I think it is very difficult for an American to be part of a British royal mm. family. Mm. For sure. But also, without Harry, Meghan mm. is nothing. Like, she literally would be... She's just, like When you think about it, at the end of the day, before she started dating Harry, she was just, like, a reality TV, like, like personality. Mm-hmm. And now that they're together, I, I'm going to predict the future and say that she's play, it's like love island she's, she's playing, playing a game, game. I think and she's, she's going to take all his money and, and ditch the him and then he will have been like cut off from his family and he'll be i do think fucked. i i see i see her <laughs> divorcing him i see him being dissatisfied mm. i see and it's having huge um, yeah. issues on his relationship with um with will with will and with his dad yeah. i think that predictions are a family as well. i think that charles will take the kingship he won't yeah. give it to will i yeah. think he really wants it yeah but I think he'll do an all right job. He's a bit of a, a bumbling fool. But yeah. I think he'll do an all right job. Yeah. I um. Well, I wouldn't say met. Met is a bit of a strong word. But mm. I worked at an event work that he was hosting. I remember. Christmas. It was really interesting. Yeah. I felt this like. It was a weird one because I was in the room with them and I I felt like I like I felt just scared of them because I it wasn't I, we had like really strict mm-hmm. instructions to not go anywhere near the people that they're talking to while we're handing out we were handing out canopy we're doing canopy service. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like petrified that I was going to fuck it up and accidentally speak to them or something like oh, that. No. But so this like real sense of importance mm. came across, but also this idea of like, you will be, you will be fired. You will be, you'll have your head chopped off if you like overstep mm. the mark. But then also like, you're just a man. Like you're just like an old little man. How big is he? Tiny. Tiny. Like tiny. Like definitely under, probably about my height. Five, really? five seven. You're not five seven. I'm five seven. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were like 5'10". No. I wish. Okay. In heels, sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Interesting. Interesting predictions yeah. for the royal family. Um, and what was I going to say next? Yeah, so next we need to talk about epidemic and oh the coronavirus. Yes. Okay. Because I'm scared I have it. <laughs> because I was reading the symptoms on the email from it's the flu. guy from uh, the head of Exeter Uni. And it was like common symptoms like sore throat, cold. Lack of hearing. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to die. That's me. So Fiki was saying that too. And I was like, actually, when I think about it, I have. But there's been two cases, confirmed yes. cases in the UK. Yes. It's now a world health crisis. Yes. Um, and it's spreading between people who haven't been to China recently mm. um, through people who have been to China. Mm. They're spreading the disease. Yeah. So that's all very worrying. It's, it's actually really hard to think about, isn't it? Because China is a huge country. It's huge. There are so many people in there. The amount of people flying in and out of Hong Kong that. every day mm-hmm. and all the big major um, airlines, like, it's so easy. Like, if you think about how many flights happen a day around the world going to so many different countries from Hong Kong yeah, it's and huge. Beijing and wherever, like, it's hard to keep it under control. Super hard, especially when some countries don't have screening things in place yet. Mm. But what I would say is that one of these massive viruses, World Health Crises, comes along every couple of years. Yeah, like And Ebola. every couple of years, so Zika, mm-hmm. so Ebola 2019, mm-hmm. then Zika... Ebola, like, 2013, um, swine flu. Mm. Um, uh, there was that respiratory one in China more recently. Mm. Um, I think they always manage to keep They always manage to keep under control. And it's actually a pattern with... So modern medicine getting rid of so many of our yeah, recent I remember known diseases. You telling yeah. me about this. So, like, polio is basically eradicated. Mm. Um, smallpox basically eradicated, or it is eradicated. Yeah. Um, so... Of there's going to be new diseases that come out and take hold and it's just a fact of science and life. And I read a really interesting thing, can't remember when, I think sometime over Christmas, and it was saying that um, 
because of the world we live in now, we're like overly like clean and mm-hmm. like there's a lack of germs when we're in babies we don't get enough germs mm. so we're more likely to be allergic mm. to stuff that's where like allergy so one of our friends is like super allergic to nuts yeah. she should have been shoved in dirt as a baby that's <laughs> all i'm gonna say <laughs> but to be fair i was saying this to my mum the other day she was like i think my mum said literally quote unquote she was like i think that um, your immune systems were pretty good in my household because we didn't train our cats properly when they were be- when they were kittens and they walk all over our table the whole time. Yeah. So they're constantly bringing, like, obviously not serious, but like no, but subtle good, germs into our household on mm-hmm. the table that we eat. And that kind of keeps our immune system ticking over um, because yeah. otherwise we're just going to end up clean freaks and not be able to fight infections. We'll have to live in bubbles. Like, you know, did you ever bubbles? in GCSE science study like <laughs> the bubble boy no. whose immune system is so bad he has to live in a bubble? Oh my god, no. Yeah, so that's like a thing. So Yeah, that's I yeah. mean I, I I um I know what you mean. I know what you're talking about. I've had that with some friends where they've like their immune yeah. system is just shut down because they haven't exposed themselves <clears throat> to certain whatever. So if you have substances. babies in the next decade yeah, a, fu- a future prediction for the decade. If you have children, if that's part of your plan, put them in the dirt. <laughs> put them in the dirt. <laughs> put them in the dirt. <laughs> so we're going to play a little game now. Oh, I love these. Um, these are so much yeah, fun. If you're ready. Um, I'm so ready. So basically I'm going to read out a list of things. Okay. And you're going to tell me if you can see these things happening in the next de- decade or okay. not. So it's like a yay or nay. Yay or nay. Yeah. Yay. Nay. Okay. Okay, so... Oh, Alexa taking over the world. Yay. And Sorry. Wait, <laughs> whoa, that's just a very quick response. <laughs> um, so yeah, like microchips in the brain and like your brain. Have you heard about this? No. So basically there's a whole prediction with technology that um, you're going to be able to, scientists are going to be able to put a, a microchip in your cortex, in your brain and like have your, it's like in um, Black Mirror, you know, when they can like yeah. see stuff in front of their eyes and their brains are like, I kind of, I kind of like that. I think it's going to be the next like technological advancement other than Alexa and like robot humans. I don't and like stuff. Alexa because I'm, there's proof that they listen to us mm. and think mm. like that. 100%. The microchip, if it could not listen to us, if but that it, makes co- sense. it would take over your whole brain. Like you'd have oh, no, no, you'd have no control. Oh, I don't over want that it. then. Oh, yeah. no, well, no. Well, yeah, exactly. not that. <laughs> um, I see that as a definite possibility. Yay. Mm. Mm. So linked to that, um, we'll skip to this mm-hmm. one of uh, the price of data skyrocketing mm-hmm. and this idea of there, no, there being no such thing as privacy because without us even realising it by having an Apple.id and by, but like basically none of our material of what we consider mm-hmm. as private or whatever is actually private. Like the government, if I suddenly became a super national criminal, super national, super international, international criminal, they could find out where I live, they could, like I don't drive, but they could find my number plate, they could find everything about me uh-huh. and track me down and kill me. <laughs> Yay. Because, also because I was just sat in my uni house and mm. me and my friends were discussing skincare products. Okay. Um, and one of them was like, don't ever get Drunk Elephant. Drunk Elephant is really expensive and really bad for your skin. Is that a brand? It's a brand. Not okay. to diss Drunk Elephant. I've okay. never tried them, just <laughs> yeah. to say that. Um, and then the next day, I had a Drunk Elephant ad on my Instagram. Mm. It's a full-on thing of like advertising and like people yeah. ha- accessing your data to To use advertise. <laughs> to use you. I yeah. did a theatre project literally about that, about um, advertising and mm. the loss of privacy mm. so I think mm. that's a definitely so interesting yay thing which is really dangerous happened to me too I just had my phone like on my lap in the mm. car was talking to my dad about getting a Monzo next day all these ads about Monzo and I was just like that's the not world cool. is and also I feel like it sounds bad but a lot of how you know the human race is intelligent but not intelligent enough to kind of spot necessarily how like the average user of a Apple product probably doesn't realise how much of 
what they say. What they're doing and mm-hmm. saying and acting on their phones is having it's terrifying. on their lives. Because you don't think that this thing could have like mm. a mili- not it's not malicious intent mm. but would be doing something which you necessarily wouldn't want to happen. Yeah. Because so you rely on it so, so much. True. And there's there is um a setting on Apple where you can basically track your locations that you've been to over the last like month mm-hmm. and it will show you as like pinpoints all over the UK and exact uh-huh. places where you've used your phone in mm. an Itsu or like in <laughs> whatever in your uni campus or whatever and it literally like shows you exactly where you've I been. have Lifecycle. Have you seen my app yes. Lifecycle? Yes, explain what Lifecycle is to people that I, don't know. So Lifecycle on this line of discussion is mm. terrifying but I really like it. It's this app um, where you can fill in what activities you've been doing during your days and your weeks and your months and it makes you like a nice colour, colourful pie, pie chart. chart. Basically. Yeah. yeah, it's clever. Um, it's fun, but also it tracks your location all the time, which is probably not yeah. good. <laughs> which is why whenever I get the um, like setting preference, I always say just allow location when I'm using the app. Yeah. But it is so scary. Yeah. So, so scary. Um, next one is humans living on the moon. Yay or nay? Um, I can see Elon Musk living on the moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know whether I... I'm going to say nay. I don't okay. see actual humans going to live on the moon just because it's big, dusty rock mm. and there's nothing much there but mm. dusty rocks. Unless they make a massive, lovely spa. <laughs> yeah. um, I know what you mean. Like it's At the moment, obviously, they're planning to do that spaceship to, mo- to the moon. Is yeah. it to Mars? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People to go and be the first ones to like live on the planet. But you've got to get there first. You've and, then, there. And, then, and, and then on top of that, that might not even work. Yeah, and then if you... Like here, if I go outside here, there's a forest, a couple like meters down the road yeah. probably yeah. Um, if you go outside on the moon it's just dust you've got to set up a whole infrastructure you've got, you'd have to set moon. up the whole infrastructure and it'd have to be completely inside yeah uh, next one is this is a really interesting one um, the rise of polyamory mm. yeah your name um, how or or if you want to broaden that question out how do you think dating and relationships and stuff like that will change in the next decade I think polyamory yay will definitely mm. be on the rise because dating and relationships i think is getting ever more open mm. because i think our society is getting ever more used and comfortable to like non-conventional mm. ideas of yeah. dating like mm. heterosexual relationships monogamous relationships mm. marriage is the end goal and stuff like that yeah so i think with that getting more and more accepted and things getting more mainstream in like mm. mainstream culture so the more stuff will appear in tv yeah. shows like i don't watch sex education yeah, but I do. Does it's, something like that happen really in good. there? No, uh, not polyamory. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of like gender neutrality and mm-hmm. bi and gay so relationships. Like a very mainstream TV program. Yeah. And oh my god, stuff, yeah, it's so and something popular. like that is just like and it's, been it's a very liberal unheard of show. To yeah, be fair. there's a lot of ideas in there that mm-hmm. a lot of people would probably be like, "Whoa, what's going on?" Exactly. So I think definitely, yay. And I mm. think there'll be a new name for something we haven't even thought yeah, of could be so possible true. in a relationship. So true. There's something like... It'll be like you, your partner, and the, your robot. Like, <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's also just mad thinking about... Um, we recently went and saw Little Women, mm-hmm. and obviously that was a good, like, what, 200 years? 150 years ago? I don't actually know the time it's set. That's really bad. I think, I think it was it's like, like... It's when the it wasn't Civil War was going on. So was it 1900s? Like, no, no, 1800s. Yeah, 1800s. Okay, so 19th century. But this idea that you were literally chose like chose you chose to marry into wealth if you were from a less privileged background so you mm-hmm. could like support your family and you just had no choice about who you married and yeah marriage now, was the like, most that just important economic thing. decision a woman could yeah. make and now it's not 
now it's not, which is And it's cool. weird how that's literally been, like, abolished. Such a change. And I think mm. because stuff is changing even more quickly and quickly, so, like, mm. from the from 1800 to maybe even, like, 1950, yeah. marriage was still the most economically important mm. decision. Mm. But then in the 1960s, like, the pill and all of that, and yeah. even now it's just, like, stuff is changing so quickly. You know, so true. Increasingly. So true. So I think next 10 years will be, you know, have fun with your relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, next one is The Death of the Book. No! <laughs> yeah, I mean, as English students, both of us, we're probably... I love a book. No. I just fucking love books. I love a book. And I've really struggled recently because I'm trying to save the planet at the same time mm. and not print off as much stuff and waste paper. But just reading on a laptop, you just can't I compare can't. it. I have to print it. I'd but you know to. what I mean? In this idea of bookshops and libraries going bust because Amazon is just taking over the world. And it makes me are, really upset. People are either not reading or um, getting their books from not independent bookshops and yeah. going with mainstream companies. Makes me sad. I think They that will be like vinyls eventually. Yeah, they will be. Because before you know it, so you'll be able upsetting. to tap your brain with your microchip and, and, and on the wall you'll be able to see the whole of the encyclopedia. But then some <laughs> people like us will be like, oh, but I just love the texture of the book. Yeah. Like, you know, how people The thing that does worry me, like, though, is that while all these things that we've, like, grown up with and are accustomed to now, mm-hmm. we will abandon too because the whole of the world is with mm-hmm. it. Do you know what I mean? We'll have to. And that's quite scary. I think... To be fair, we'll have though, to adapt and be able to use technology the same way our like that children will our and have. future generate. No, the way our children yeah. will. So it's like us. But our parents have had to adapt. To yeah, like, exactly. So like my yeah. parents now have both have iPhones. Yeah, and phones and like they didn't have that before, and now mm-hmm. they've like joined the tr- the bandwagon because mm-hmm. they're like, I need one. Yes. just as much as everybody else. I think there is a rise though in people supporting independent businesses. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole mm-hmm. trend True. for that now. Well, I guess you can argue that because uh, now the nature of like the work sphere, a lot mm-hmm. of people are freelance and yeah. doing their own kind of independent businesses mm-hmm. and stuff like that. There is so many more little like micro businesses mm-hmm. than before. So people are supporting yeah. them. I think there's still then mm-hmm. a space for bookshops yeah. and books. And I think that literature, maybe not in the form that we see it now, will never be yeah. obsolete. And I would like if um, schools could introduce like an actual love of books into education yeah. rather than just you have to read Jekyll really, and Hyde yeah, and learn. Did that I ask agree. the question? Yay. So, so the death of the book, do you think it will happen? I, ho- a hopeful nay. Okay, hopeful nay. Brilliant. Right, that's the end of that little round. Um, and right, so we're basically at the end. Oh Kept this God. short and sweet. Because uh, usually I ramble off way too much. <laughs> do you see yourself living in... Oh, that's a good question. Do you see yourself living... In London, I always used to see myself living in London, Mm. but now I'm starting to see myself actually staying in the southwest, which is really scary. But I still no, like Exeter, Plymouth area. Really, but um, I think London and Essex ends will probably be where I end up, just because I grew up there. I've got, I like it there, and also for my family and Mm. things. Mm. Do you see yourself living in a whole bunch of places? throughout your life or staying um, I think it's either going to be here or like East London Essex yeah. ends okay that's right that's yeah that, it's either here or there that's yeah. where I've yeah. been gone done <laughs> exciting Susie yeah. thank you so much for coming on Got to Start Somewhere thank you for um, having me where can people find you if they want to find all about your stuff plug all your accounts do it all go um, I have a <laughs> account dedicated to my projects called uh, SusieBramwell.theatre that's S-U-Z-I Bramwell.theatre oh so that's really bad um, I've been spelling your name with an I-E the whole time everyone spells it differently I just I take <laughs> just I take all taking it on the chin now <laughs> I know I fully take I, I've yeah. heard people spell it S-U-S-I-E I take that too Ooh. yeah okay. Susie um, Susie <laughs> <laughs>
and yes, yeah, so you yeah, have a social so account. You've done a, a lot. That I kind of just didn't realize last year how and in your life like how much you've done. Thank you for theatre things. That's very exciting. You've done it all. Yeah, I've did a lot of performing at school, and here I've done a lot more production stuff. Um, the next thing you need to do is writing. Oh, I'm well. I've got a T3 show. Hopefully, Ooh. if JP lets me do it, he said he said in the admissions workshop thing. Oh yeah, we've had 59 people apply to do term three, but only 55 will get to do it. So I was sat Why? there like, which unlucky four? It's gonna be a bit. Peak. Is not gonna be? So if I'm not one of the unlucky four, um, I'll be doing a show in term three, um, which I'll be writing myself. Lovely. I'm. Oh, this is important. I'm. I'm gonna try and do some research and development um, workshops this term. If anyone's free, which probably won't be, because we'll do drama and overcommit. <laughs> um, but it'll be about the theme of single mothers so if anyone's interested in that then hit me wow. up <laughs> brilliant uh thank you so much for listening um do forget do forget do, do remember forget. Completely to forget rate us. review and subscribe and follow our instagram my instagram um got to start somewhere um yeah it's there it's out there for everyone to enjoy um this is on apple podcasts and also online for you android users and do remember to tune in next week for another episode